I needed that. There you go. Uh, I know. I'm down for that. Let's I think go. that's cool. then you're not truly forgiving deep down inside. Now we're doing the research to see, is it the chicken or the egg? Is it the hot flashes causing it? Or is it, you know, you're just having hot flashes because you're higher risk for these other things because you have poor blood flow. I need Hi, man. Well, here we go, man. Yeah. How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Oh, stop lying. I, stop lying. Oh, man. <laughs> we're not starting this podcast we're, with lies. We're, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're sprinting so hard. It's a, The funniest thing, though, is like I wasn't even thinking about that right now. I looked at the screen and I just saw we're wearing the same freaking color again. 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 It, 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 I'm going to stop almost talking about it because it blows my mind. We never, we have never, never planned it one time. No. And it, every week we, co- we are perfectly color coordinated. For how many episodes have we done this? It's I'm like, telling you, 50 plus 50, episodes. Yes, I know. You need to start texting me. What? Send me a picture of what you're going to wear in advance so I can intentionally wear something else. <laughs> no way, man. Right. I think it's cool. No, I do too, actually. I think it's cool. Well, it's, it's, I mean, we've already got so much momentum here. We have to keep this thing going. That's it. And we so. are brand new in 2024. We hope that everyone enjoyed the episode that we had last week with Kevin Hines. That was truly... Oh, Man, that was a life-changing kind of a situation for just for me, for sure. A, a thousand percent. What a what a mind-blowing story. But you can't hear something like that and not believe that this man is on Earth for a reason. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's just incredible. how could his life not be dedicated to this incredible mission? And now look at how many lives he's he's saved in the process. That's the key. Yeah. All right. We're uh, we're here today on January the 8th. And the goal for us today is to have a conversation surrounding New Year's resolutions. Now, before you check out, because you're like, I'm so sick and tired of New Year's resolutions. <laughs> what we're going to do today, the plan is we're going to unveil the top sort of the top five resolutions that people seem to pick. Yep. And then we're going to help you understand the four reasons they usually fail and what you can do then to stay on the horse and keep this thing riding. Because you probably know this off the top of your head, but what is the average length that somebody makes it in terms of a New Year's resolution? Well, why don't we, we'll go like month to month. Really? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Because the thing is like, the, it depends on the study that you look at, but it seems that most of the literature out there, and I, and I actually went to PubMed and I pulled a bunch of studies from New Year's resolutions and actually tracking the ability for people to keep them. And so we typically start to see almost half of people drop off within about the four, for the first four to six weeks or so. That's when you'll see it drop to, you know, four, 50%, 40% after, yeah, about four to six weeks. And then, but, 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 but here's the thing, the different studies, they all show slightly different results. However, instead of looking at one specific study, it's kind of more important to look at the trend say, look, by and large, this is what most of the people are doing. And they all follow a parabolic curve. That's the thing. Everybody starts off strong in January, February, then it just starts to taper off. So let's talk about it. Let's, let's get into, and here's the thing, guys, it's not rocket science. As it far really as isn't. as far as making a goal and sticking to it, it's not. Now there's some neuroscience behind it, but at the same time, it it can be so much simpler than most of us really make it out to be. 
Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the biggest mistakes people make. And then also all the little things that we can actually do to ensure that we are going to be successful in the long run. Because here we are January 8th. I'm sure that there's a people, people out there who are already starting to slip off their, those New Year's resolutions. Well, and we'll tell you why. There's four yeah. reasons that usually happens. And so all of that coming up on today's podcast. Uh, before we get into that, I'd appreciate maybe more having this kind of organic conversation between the two of us about our goals for 2024 and some of the things that we've got our uh, our sights set on. And then also, let's bat this around. I think the reason that New Year's resolutions have lost their luster is because so many people end up falling off by like what you said, four to six weeks that we've kind of gotten ourselves to a point as a society where like, they're stupid. I'm going to make them up and I'm not even going to keep them anyway. So I'm not even going to do it. That's just it. I mean, how many of you said 2015, this is the year, right? How about 2016? I'm going to turn it all around. How about 2017? I mean, like I could just keep going here. I mean, and that's, that's just the thing. It's, it's almost as if, and this actually, this is going to take us right to one of the first four mistakes that people make is that they make a New Year's resolution out of tradition, not out of actual readiness. Oh. And you, you have to be mentally, emotionally, psychologically ready for what it is you're about to take on. And a lot of people are like, well, it's a tradition. I got to make a, a resolution. Well, if you ain't ready, don't make a resolution. That's it. <laughs> yeah, don't, that's, don't come up with something for the sake of coming up with something. No, just because someone else in your family pressured you into it. Right. No, look, when, when you're ready to make a change, you make the change now. Look, if it's December 26th and you're ready to make a change, start today. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't wait till the first. Right. You know, right. if it's February 8th, not January. Who cares? Yeah. You're ready to make a change. Go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're still in the new year for several weeks here. And plenty of opportunities to take something on. Every 24 hours, when you wake up in the morning, you got a chance to start something new. Yeah. It's like a new day. You can start fresh. So it's like, what? why do you have to do this on January 1st? However, we're going to play along because <laughs> I know so many people, it, for, for a lot of people, they really do look forward to starting fresh, starting new. I get it. So I don't, I don't want to be a negative Nancy over here. And, but at the same time, readiness is readiness. And if you're ever feeling motivated and inspired in the moment, let's freaking go. I think one of the best things that we could do for everybody that's a part of this, I needed that community, is help you reframe the New Year's resolution. I don't want you to call it a New Year's resolution anymore, ever again. What I want you to call it is my New Year's promise. Okay? You know I like that. We're going we're gonna to put people into a mindset where you're done with this crap of like, I'm going to make a New Year's resolution. No, you're not. You're going to make a New Year's promise to yourself and then you're going to keep it. It's the reason this dude created the kept app and it's 10 pillars of how you can, you know, maintain and keep your promises yeah. in order to find some success. And so that's, that's the bulk of what we could do here today. Help people reframe and stop the new year's resolution. Call it my new year's promise. So yes. Chris Powell, <laughs> what is one of your new year's promises that you're looking to keep for yourself? Um, so I, I've put some thought into this and here's the thing. I actually started back in December, believe it or not, because again, it goes back to the whole readiness conversation that we just had. And we, you and I, so Matthew and I've been talking about resolutions and it got me thinking what I wanted my resolution to be. This is, this your is back promise, in, your new year's promise. Right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. We we're talking about what we want our promise to be. And I was thinking about this back in December and it goes back to the whole thing about readiness. And I was thinking, I was, 
this is something I've wanted to change in my life. I've wanted to improve for a long time. Physically, I've got a physical promise that, I, that I'm keeping to myself. You want to become more chiseled. <laughs> yes. Actually, you want an eight-pack, not a six-pack. No, I just, for me, I, want, I, I, I promise myself to stretch more. So on the days I don't train, because I, I, love that. I train four to five days a week, and I've complained about my lack of flexibility a lot. I've, I've even embarked upon keeping that promise back in the past. And it did not hold because I was trying, again, I was trying to take on way too much. I would sit there, you know, for a 30 minute stretching session. No, thank no, you. No, I stopped that. And so back in December, I started 10 minute stretching, stretching sessions. And I'll just focus on one or two body parts. And I will just simply stretch them for 10 minutes and that's it. And it's on the days that I don't train. So if I don't train, I will still take, I will still carve out that time for myself, 10 minutes. And I will stretch. And I've been consistent with it because it's not, I'm not trying to take on 30 minutes, which yeah. is just unreasonable. Okay, so that's for my physical promise. How about yours? Well, uh, for me, there's a couple of things that I would like to do. And and number one, I just want to just acknowledge you and kind of some of the stuff that you just did, and it will lead to my New Year's promise. But your whole idea of just 10 minutes a day has been so transformational for me personally. I don't even know if oh, you wow. know that. I don't even know if I've told you that. Because I, I am somebody who... I really don't love going to the gym. It's not natural for me. It's not my favorite thing. I don't love lifting big, heavy weights. Um, you know, I, I hate listening to guys fart while they listen to the, <laughs> lift heavy things and the, the smells and all the, you know, I'm just one of those people that the gym has never been my favorite place to go. You know that they can't hear themselves fart, especially I when, know, when they, got, they their got their headphones, headphones on. And they all think they're like, no one can hear this. And they try to squeeze one out. Everybody can hear it. I'm like, bro, I think you just ripped a machine. So my New Year's promise to myself is to keep working out. And everything I do at the gym, I'm not kidding you, dude. Everything I do at the gym is in 10-minute blocks. I love it. I promise myself 10 minutes of cardio every time I go. Beautiful. Sometimes I do 14. Sometimes I do 17. Sometimes I do 20. But every day I do 10 minutes ah, of cardio. Yes. Okay? I love it. Yep. And then I lift weights. For 10 minutes, I've got a few things that I like to do. And I'm not going to like sugarcoat this. There are 80% of my gym visits are 20 minutes long. That's and that's it. I love it. So my New Year's promise to myself is to keep that up, to keep consistent with every single day going to the gym for a minimum of 20 minutes to get in a few things and then get my steam and then get my shower and then head home. I love it. That's such, it's such a brilliant approach. Well, because, it's your approach. Thank you. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it from the why. genius to the, to the right of me here. That's why you like it so much. Here's the thing though. I mean, I'm just the messenger. It's like this, this stuff, it just, it works for so many people because, you know, it's like, we also, we have to keep in mind, um, it's got to be fast. It's yes. got to be easier. We have to yeah. lower the barrier of entry for so many of us. And even for ourselves, which is going to bring us to probably one of the biggest mistakes people make on New Year's is they set these promises. They set these resolutions that are so overblown. Yeah. And it's like, and I love that you're coming into this with realistic expectations and you're not saying I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to train hard for 60 for two minutes. hours. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. And I'm going to do 45 minutes of cardio then 60 minutes of weight training. And I'm going to measure out all my meals. I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. Stop. Stop. That is just, it's, within our everyday crazy busy lives, that's not going to last more than a couple days. I can't sustain that. Man. No, it, nobody can. And, and I love that you're, you're, you approach this smart enough. You've got enough experience to say, 
if I shave this down to 10 minutes, you know you're going to get in there and do it. Yes. Because even in the craziest of I days- I can manage it. You can still do it. Yes. But if that was, if it was 20 minutes or 30 minutes, there would be those days where you go, ah, I just can't do it. It doesn't fit. And guess what? When, when all of a sudden it doesn't fit for one day- it doesn't fit for a second day. And then a third oh, day. Have you and, seen this movie before? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then that's the backslide. Right. And that's the thing is you doing 10 minutes is 10 minutes more than you would have ever done anyway. And so you were every single day you're moving toward your goal now. And this is what a beautiful lesson to translate to everybody who's listening. Shrink down the size of your Whatever it is that you're committing to do every day, yeah. shrink it down to something that you know you can do. I mean, challenge yourself a little bit. You know, so, um, you know, I, I listen to Andrew Huberman a lot. And he's, and he's reason fantastic. being is, that, yeah, he pulls all of this Andrew research. Andrew on this podcast. Actually, we want to be on Andrew's podcast. Yeah, Let's put boy, that out yeah. there. <laughs> no kidding, man. Anybody knows he's, Andrew and his team, we uh, really sincerely want it. We'll do a cross promote with Andrew and uh, Huberman. Man, we he, love that. He's in high demand. But some of the guys I love to listen, I love, you know, Lane Norton, Andrew Huberman. I love Brad Schoenfeld. Uh, ben Carpenter, so he leads. Like these are people I'll follow on Instagram or you know social media, and of course her podcast as well. But just really brilliant people, and I, and I really appreciate them because they've gone out and done all the work of pulling all these actual like peer review literature, the, all all these legitimate studies, and then they decipher them and share them. So it's like, man, I can just follow along and <laughs> I can pull and and from and I can trust that they're coming from a, a reliable source, but. Sure. You know, he was actually talking about the, the science of goal setting. And so it's, he was saying that, and it, again, it wasn't his work. It was another scientist that he actually had on the show. But they were saying that when it comes to setting goals, you want to set a goal that you know with 85 to 90% assurance that you know you can hit it, but it's going to stretch you that other 10%. And that's actually what elicits that agitation, almost like that nervousness, which your body needs to put you into motion. I love it. And so it has to be stretch you a little bit. So it's like, if you don't go to the gym at all, just saying, I'm going to go for 10 minutes, you start to get the butterflies a little bit. That's the physiological response that actually puts your body into motion. And so you like, this is a very physiological thing. It's not a mental thing. Mm -hmm. When you start to get those butterflies, like, ooh, 10 minutes in the gym, I don't know. But you say 60 minutes, it's like, oh, I'm going to go, gung-ho, let's go. And yeah, you might be fired up. And I don't, I don't want to discount your excitement. Right. But at the same time, we have to be realistic. Because it's, if it's so overblown, it ain't going to happen. And here's the thing, man. Like some, there's a lot of days in the beginning where I would go to the gym and I would, you know, you, if you go to any gym long enough, you get to learn kind of who goes with the times that you oh, go, yeah. right, man? And so, <laughs> yes. you know, I would watch all these other people around me and they'd be at the gym for an, what seemed like an hour. They would be working out when I showed up. And it, and it was this little mind F that I had for a little while where I would walk in after them and I would leave before them. Mm. And the self-talk was like, hey, step it up, cowboy. Mm. And I had to deal with that and really keep telling myself, let that go. Those are their goals. Those are their new year's promises. They're not yours. Your goal is 10 minutes on the treadmill, whatever it is, the, the cardio pieces and 10 minutes in the weight room. And then whatever else you want to do is complete gravy. Yeah. And I mentioned that because as you tackle a new task here in 2024, just remember that this is your promise to yourself, not theirs. Not your families, not your kids, not your bosses. This is the thing that you want to do for yourself. And there would be no greater asset, no greater tool. And, and I'm not trying to make this about your, your new app, but I'm going to for just a second. But 
This is it, man. I mean, unlocking the power of promises with the new Kept app, which is out right now. You can choose from 10 different promises and get started today, whether that's mindfulness, whether that's movement. I mean, it really is, as the screen says there on there, it's 10 apps in one. There's a seven-day free trial for everybody to get started. And then you can start subscribing for three months at a time and six months at a time. If you ask me, the price is incredibly fair. It actually feels like I'm getting a little bit more for my money. I feel like you could have probably charged a little bit more for this app, but that also puts it into uh, a space where I think a lot of people can afford it. Yes. And, and a lot of people, you're already paying like my gym membership is 60 bucks a month, right? right? Yes. But now that I've got the kept app on my phone, it's amplifying my gym experience. Well, see that a thousand percent. I mean, we got over, we've got over a thousand workouts on there. Right. And then, and those workouts will actually guide you through a gym. If you have, if you have access to gym equipment, we've got all these full gym programs in there. We got body weight programs. We've got yoga. We got strength training. We got cross training. We got first steps. I mean, so we'll meet you where you're at, but going, going back to the, just the whole premise behind it, you know, again, having spent 20 years, 25 years now, helping people through the journey of transformation, I realized that for the longest time, you just, people will come in and you put them on rails. Hey, you're ready to transform your life. Here's nutrition, here's exercise. And you, you, you have to follow this path. But at the same time, you're, while we might've been handling the physical aspect of it, they might not have been ready going back to yeah, readiness. True, true. If a human isn't ready to take something on, the chances of them actually sticking to that long-term are slim to none. And that we see that in, this, in the statistics, right? So it's like, well, well, who says that they have to transform with just diet and exercise? Right. There's all these other beautiful components of transformation. From, Ten of them to be exact. Yeah, like gratitude, acts of kindness, breathing exercises, steps. Uh, I mean, we, we've got mindfulness exercises, sleep, all these different things that if you start to improve those other aspects of your life, it translates across all 10 pillars. There it is. That's the beauty of it. Every single pillar can ultimately, and it does affect the others. And so the, this is what I've realized also. It's like, we don't need to push everyone in the deep end of the pool right off the bat. You start where you're ready. But if you want to take on nutrition and you want to get into advanced nutrition and carb cycling and cross training workouts and all these things, Oh well, yeah, we can absolutely lead you there. It's all there in the app. So it's like, it's 10 apps in one and you simply activate each app. So it's not overwhelming. If you want to just start with gratitude, that's the only world that you live in when you open it up. You're just in a world of gratitude. You can log your gratitude. You can see your history of all the things that you've been grateful for and you can focus on managing your stress that way. Mm-hmm. What a great, what a, what a beautiful place to start. And if you're doing that, you're transforming. Yes. And then when you're ready I want to take on hydration, yeah. you know, and drink an extra 20 ounces of water a day, whatever, whatever that journey is. And then you slowly step it up and it's, it's like create your own adventure, right? It's, you know, remember those books? Of course. Yeah. Create your own, you get to pick where you want to go. And that's, so that's, that's the way the whole thing is layered. We create lifestyle layers of these, what we call promise stacks. There it is. Yeah. Okay. So let's jump into this a little bit when it comes to new year's resolutions, or as we're going to call it moving forward, new year's promises, uh, what do you think? Well, I know you know the answer to this, uh, but what is the top New Year's promise that people make? Is it physical transformation? It is. It is. Yes. Yeah. Still in 2023, yep. 2024. Every, every single, now it's funny that the numbers, they, they changed by just a little bit. Every single study I pulled up, but they're every single one, the number one uh, 
resolution that was made was for physical health or weight loss, physical health, weight loss. Is that what, what, so if you look at the, and I know you have this up in front of you, so you can just read it. That's fine. But what are the top five resolutions or promises that people typically try to make? So pulling off this one study in particular, uh, physical health, we got weight loss, eating habits, like, so just better eating habits, personal growth, and then mental health slash sleep. I got to tell you, man, it's nuts to me that mental health and sleep is only 5% of the population and personal growth is only 9% of the population. Right. Because if you went to work on mental health and sleep and personal growth, if you ask me, and I'm no scientist, but if you ask me, the direct result of that is going to be that your eating habits change, you lose weight, and your physical health starts to transform. <laughs> yeah. Like, we need to yeah. flip this yes. on its head. You got it. Right? And it, yeah, you, you know, you're spot on. And again, though, this is why this is why we are on a mission. My friends, we are on a mission to change the conversation. Yes. Is that when you do start to focus on these on, on stress management, mental health, emotional health, that translates over into success in those other realms. And so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. But at the same time, I must say also, I, I believe that study was 2020. So, you know, but I- still, that's not that long ago. It wasn't long ago. However, since the pandemic and since all, all the mental health issues, I think that the conversations change. It's already starting to change, which I couldn't be happier about. I'm going to be We're going honest. the right direction. If we were at 5% in 2020, I'm going to say max, we're at 13 to 15% in 2024. Yeah. Like, I don't think we've grown as, as much as we, you and I would like and because we understand how important it is. But, right. you know, there's just there's a lot of work to do there. There's still a lot of people that think that folks who want to work on their mental health are soft and all, all the things. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's probably the conversation that we have to change. OK, right. So we, we've laid out what most people choose in terms of their New Year's promises. Now, according to this same article that you read, there's four reasons why people seem to fail. Right. And, and, and the last one on this list is accountability. Mm. And again, I'm not trying to make this about your new kept app, but to me, one of the benefits of having the app is that this, this app sort of holds me accountable for my promises. It does. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's what we call the kept flame. And then the and, kept flame. Yes, the kept flame. And, and your goal is to keep the flame alive. Keep the light oh, keep, keep the light alive. And as long as it's alive, you're transforming. And in order to keep it alive, you have to keep your promises that day. Whether it's one promise, whether it's three promises, if you keep them all, that flame stays alive. If you can't keep a promise, you simply reduce the the size of that goal. So say your promise is six thousand steps and you're just not consistently getting six thousand steps. Well, what are you getting? Forty five hundred? Reduce it to forty five hundred so you can yeah. keep that promise. Or Remove it altogether so that your whatever other promises you're making, maybe it's breathing, maybe it's training, maybe it's nutrition. Just as long as you're keeping those promises at least one a day, you're always moving forward. It keeps you in the game. All right. So accountability yeah. is one of the four reasons that usually people flop when it comes to their New Year's resolution. Yep. So whether it's the kept app or whether it's a friend, whether it's your spouse, whether it's your kids. I mean, I was just at the gym this morning and because uh, people are off right now for the holidays, uh, I saw a couple of moms in there and they brought their kids to the gym. That's so cool. I love and that. I, I love it. And I love, especially for, for anyone out there listening, you know, it's like if, if you want your children to be, to, to adopt those lifestyles and, and those healthy habits, they're looking at you. So like you could tell them what to do until you're blue in the face and they're, it's going to go in one ear and out the other until you actually Bring start up. doing it. Yeah. yeah. As Gandhi says, you know, be the change you want to see in the world, be the change you want to see in your family. So if you want your kids to have those healthy habits, 
Bring them to the gym. Let them see you do your thing. Let them see you put yourself as a priority. Okay. Yeah, they'll do the same. Four main reasons that people flop with their New Year's resolutions. Accountability is yeah. one of them. What are some of the others? The other one is what we talked about at the very beginning of this podcast, and that was uh, readiness. Yeah, you know, again, it's just like, mindset. yeah, it's like, oh, it's, a, it's the first, I have to make a resolution. No, you don't. If you're not ready, don't. I'm just telling you that yeah, right. straight up because I listen, listen closely. And I'm super passionate about this. I know where you're going. I, spent, I love it. I spent so many years of my life helping people out of a really dark place because they made promises that they didn't keep. Right. And so if, you, if you're going to make some grand resolution and you're not going to follow through with it, you're going to do far more damage to your esteem and your confidence and your love for yourself right. than you should, you should have never made the promise in the first place. So if you do make a promise to yourself, just know how valuable that is, how valuable it is, how much you have to protect it, and how much you have to keep it every day because your your self worth is tied to that. Most of us don't realize how powerful that is, and because it's like, oh well, I just made it to myself. I can sweep it under the rug. No, you wrote a contract with yourself when you said you're going to do it. Whether you said it out loud, which is another form of accountability, but a lot of times we don't. When we start to really lose belief in ourselves, you stop saying that stuff out loud in front of other people but you still make a contract with yourself. It's a spiritual thing. There's no religious connotation here. It's a spiritual thing between you and yourself. And if you don't keep your word, you're gonna, it's, you're gonna suffer and you're gonna lose that belief in yourself. And that's, that's what I'm so passionate about because I've spent so many years with so many people in a really dark place and the only way to get them out and, and they found themselves in a dark place by breaking those promises, by making promises that were way too big and breaking them over and over and over again. And the only way out is to make a small promise and keep it yeah. over and over and over. <clears throat> so, so happy you said that. I was trying to think of a personal example as you were walking that through. And I was thinking, I, I, I'm sure there are examples in my life. Maybe you have one. I, I just can't think of it where, you know, I, I, I didn't keep that promise to myself. And as a result, the self-talk in my own head was not very friendly. A thousand percent. And, and, Imagine when, when that happens over and over, oh, right, right. you know, and, and imagine for, for anyone out there listening, who's just, how many times have they said, of course the diet starts Monday, right? right. And they, they make that attempt. And then by Wednesday, you know, they're smashing a pizza in the break room or something. And, um, and w- here's the thing, when that happens over and over again, that's, it's, it's promise after promise. That's what erodes away at your, at your esteem and your confidence. And this whole thing became really crystal clear to me. Obviously, I, I went through my own really dark times when I was uh, addicted to painkillers. And see, it was, see episodes <laughs> one through nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and actually, I went to a um, uh, this whole self improvement seminar, and and they talked about the power of personal integrity. And and when I really started to put that on myself, I realized I was, as a drug addict, I was making and breaking promises to myself over and over and over. Like, oh, I'm never going to do it again. That's it. Today's my last day. I, I told that to myself for two years straight. And of course, after two years, the only time I've ever been suicidal in my life was during those two years. Really? It's because I hated myself because I kept breaking my promises to myself. I mean, how many times did I promise myself I was going to come off this stuff? And today's the last time and I'll never do that again. Dude, that lasted four hours. That sounds like know? my gambling life. Oh, Right. I got into gambling so for a few go. years and it was exactly that thing. I would be driving home from work and I would be like, don't go to the casino. Don't go to the casino. 
don't go to the casino. And where do you think I went? Of course. Straight to the casino. And then when I lost, the self-talk the whole way home is, you're such a freaking loser. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. get your life together. Like, why can't you handle this? Why can't you keep this promise for yourself? Why couldn't you have just driven home, taken a nap, had some lunch? Why did you have to go do this again? And over time, that really played and weighed on my whole psyche, I think. My whole, my spirit, as you said. I yes. mean, that's the spiritual part of it. Like, it crushed my spirit that my self-talk was, what a loser. Yeah. Like, why are you doing this, man? Like, get your crap figured out. What's wrong with you? Well, there you go. That's your personal example right there. I guess you're right. You're just looking for one. <laughs> that's, yeah. I think, here's the thing. I think we've all got that. I think everyone listening right now is can kind of say, Oh yeah, I've been there, done that. When you start to understand the power of those promises, it starts to make sense. Because that, that's if you, when you start to hate yourself, it's usually because you didn't do what you said you were going to do when you said you were going to do it when no one was watching. That's the thing. Yeah, when no one's watching. When, when no one's watching. All what, right. What do you do? So accountability. Yes, yep. Goals. So, yep. We talked about the readiness. When you're ready, do it. What's, a, what's, ready, an, what's another uh, reason that people flop at these things? Um, expectations. You know, like a lot of times they, they, they're like, hey, let's go. And they'll come out of the gates charging, you know, and they might be, they might be overblown as far as the promises that they're, they're making or the resolutions or, but at the same time, they can have some incredible consistency. Then you lose a job. Or you get sick. Someone gets sick. Right. You know, your kid breaks a leg in the hospital and you miss your day in the gym or you miss a couple of days in the gym or like, you know, cash is an appendectomy and you sleep on a couch in the, in the hospital for a few days or maybe it's a few months, like whatever that is. So here's the thing, guys, in 2024, doesn't matter how great your goals are and how smart they are. We'll talk about smart goals in a sec. You're going to get some curveballs thrown at you. There's some, some shit's going to happen that you don't expect. And I think the other thing that people have to get comfortable with, and I learned this, we, you know, I've, I've been throwing these, uh, I shouldn't say throwing, we've been putting on these grief relief retreats mm. up and we do this up at a, an equine therapy center up in like North Scottsdale or something right, like yes. that. And the guy, Rob Boyle, who is our equine psychotherapist, uh, you know, he works with the horse in the pen and then we observe, and then the idea is that we see ourselves in the horse and we see ourselves in Rob. And one of the biggest lessons that Rob kind of taught us with Adara, this horse that we worked with in the, in the past, was this idea that we should expect regression. We should expect the valley. Like, we're, we're, we're so good when the waves, at least me personally, I'm really good when the wave's up. <laughs> Yeah, me too. Like, I'm awesome, <laughs> yeah. man. When I'm on that wave and I'm riding, I'm like, woo, look Let's at me. Go. I'm the man. <laughs> Shaka, bro. And then, like, the water gets still. There's no movement. And I'm the guy who's going, we're never going to catch another wave again. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm throwing in the towel. The wave, the tide is over. And Rob was so unbelievable in helping us understand because what he does is he's working with this horse who's got all these abandonment issues, got all these trauma issues. And so Rob kind of approaches the horse a little bit and then he backs off mm. and then he works and then he does a little bit more and then he backs off and then he does a little bit more and then he backs off and then he looks at the horse and he backs off and, and through these, these like give and takes these ebb and flows, you know, what's coming next. Eventually the horse comes to him. Ah. And that's yeah. how we can approach these, these goals. We, we need to expect that we're going to try hard 
and then it's not going to be as easy. And then we're going to have a little bit of steam and then we're going to fall off. And then we're going to get really excited again and then we're going to fall off. But eventually what's going to happen is that horse, metaphorically speaking, is going to, is going to come to you. You're yes. going to achieve your goal, yes. but you have to expect regression. You yes. have to expect that there, it's not like if this is going to happen, it's like, when is it yes. going to happen? Absolutely. When is it? And it's going to. It's it was going a huge to. lesson for yeah. me. I loved learning that idea of expect regression. Yes. Expect obstacles. A, a really, speaking of which, a really good exercise that anybody can do. Jumping jacks. To think. Yeah, I'm, I'm, oh, we're not playing a game. <laughs> <laughs> this is a writing exercise. I thought we were playing a game. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, a, a great exercise that you can actually Crunches. do is, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, burpees. Um, it is... I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> no, oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Okay, no, no, you're good. You're good. A good <laughs> exercise that you can actually do is to go back to the other years that you have made resolutions okay. and, and identify when you fell off, like what happened mm. and what was your response to what happened? And was there anything else you could have done to help navigate around that? Because here's the thing. If it's happened in the past, it's probably going to happen in the future. Or there's a chance it could or happen the, Or again, something, right? something of that equivalent. Like maybe not specifically, of course, but something of that magnitude. And so how did that pitfall trip you up back in the, in the past? What could you have done to navigate around it? And even if it's like, well, you know, you broke both your legs. So it's not like you're, it's like, okay, well, walking's out of the, out of the picture here. Well, what about your nutrition? What about focusing on your sleep? What about focusing on stress is. management? What about focus? Like, okay, so you can't do that, but it derailed you before. So something's going to happen in the future that's going to derail you. Come up, plan for it and plan your strategy on how you're going to navigate through it. And you know what? Not just write it down, shoot yourself a video and say, hey, what's up, Chris? Look, this is you, January for January 8th. And here's the thing. You're set on achieving these goals. You know, you've set out on this promise and you're going to keep it. There's going to be some pitfalls ahead. Yeah. And life's going to throw some curveballs at you. Right. Don't forget where you're at right now, what this feels like, because you know where you want to go. And when that happens, I mean, you get what I'm saying. I love Shoot this. yourself this video. And when the time goes down, you got to play, pull that video out, keep it somewhere where, but here's the thing. When it goes down and you think, oh, this is, it can also be that excuse card. You're not going to want to play that video for yourself. Of course you won't. Because that video is going to hold you accountable. And so, and I've used that as a really powerful tool for my peeps as I'm taking them through a journey of transformation. But if you're really serious about this, you shoot yourself that video or you write down that strategy and you sign it at the end because that's your contract with yourself. I like the idea of coming up with your strategy and coming up with a, like, so if, let's just take uh, the top two goals that we mentioned a few minutes ago. So physical health and weight loss are one and two for people, yes. right? And so come up with, okay, my goal is to lose. And again, to go back to something that we've said in previous podcasts, don't set this massive goal to lose a hundred pounds this year, but whatever that number is, maybe it's 20 and say, okay, my goal is to lose 20 pounds. What happens when I get sick? Okay, well, I'll just focus on my nutrition more. Wow. What happens if I get injured? Well, I'll move the parts of my body that are, can still be in movement. There you go. Right? Yes. And what happens if this, this happens and this? Well, then I'll just be mindful and I'll work on breath work for a couple of weeks while I'm rehabbing. Like there's things that you can do to start 
to throw at the goal. And I, and I know this about myself to be true. It's like, if I can't do the thing that I want to do, I won't do any of it, mm-hmm. which is such a terrible mindset it's, to be in. It's that all or none mentality. It sucks. So I'm many have fallen such into. an all or nothing guy. So guess, guess what? You write that down. You write down, I have an all or none mentality. And when it's life through a curveball, I quit everything. Yeah. And I did nothing. And in fact, it's, you're, it's not like you did nothing. It's not like you were just stagnant. You're either you're progressing or you're regressing. Sure. And if you do nothing and all of a sudden it's like life throws a curveball, you do nothing, you're going to regress. Yeah. You're not going to move forward. You're going to move further away. And that's where a lot of people found themselves, that found themselves at a really bad place eventually. So it's like you keep doing something and we'll be right back. Seven days, totally free, kept with Chris Paul. The app is finally out, my man. Oh, man. It has been such a journey getting here. But again, we're, we're just so excited to finally have this platform where anyone can start their journey wherever they're truly ready. I know a lot of people, they're not ready to take on diet and exercise and all that. But the thing is, we take a step back from all that and we focus. We're changing the conversation about transformation to focus on keeping your promises. And so- Select where you wherever you want to begin. It's kind of like choose your own journey, right? I love that. And you could you could choose from gratitude to acts of kindness to breathing exercises to steps to hydration and keep that promise. You activate that promise. You keep that promise day in and day out. And whenever you're ready, stack another one. So we'll take you as far as you want to go. Go check out the app wherever you download apps or you can visit them online. Keptpromises.com. Keptpromises.com. Seven days, totally free. Give it a shot. One of the pillars of the app is working on your mental health. And we're lucky because BetterHelp has been a sponsor of the I Needed That podcast since day one, man. Since the very first podcast, uh, BetterHelp, the world's largest therapy service, 100% online. It's been a partner to us. And I just want to encourage everybody to grab 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash I needed that. You'll find that link in our show notes for today's episode. And then finally, let's talk about Nero gum and mints. Yeah, man. I, I absolutely love it. Why? Because it works. I got to tell you what, what really kind of piqued my interest is the fact that it was developed by former athletes and they're used to training at a really high level. And so they didn't want to take a lot of like mysterious supplements or energy drinks and all that, that other good stuff because yeah. they're regulated on that. They can get themselves in a lot of trouble because who knows what's in it. So they've got really clean ingredients. And when it comes to supplements, we're always looking for three main things, purity, potency, and delivery. And of course the delivery is, it's so unique and creative. I mean, it's, it's gum and mints, right? It's just this great clean burst of energy and focus without the jitters of coffee or energy drinks. Please visit the sponsor link that we've got for you in our show notes, link to them, save a little bit of money, go to try slash I needed that. And now back to the, I needed that podcast. Okay. Four ways people seem to fail at new year's resolutions. We've mentioned goals and you got to be ready for them. We've mentioned to expect obstacles, expect regression. We've mentioned the accountability piece. The last thing we have not really talked about is uh, set goals into this challenging and measured, but smaller chunks. And to me, this is where the smart goals come in and well, it does. It does. And we kind of, I, I touched on this early on. It's like you set a goal that you're with 85 to 90% assurance that you can reach it, but it's going to stretch you a little bit. It's going to stretch you that other, that 10 to 15%. So you set a goal that's challenging. And then here's the thing also. Uh, and, and again, I can't take any credit for this. This was listening to Huberman, but he had on um, the uh, professor Balsetis and the Balsetis lab. They did a ton of work. They're like the, the bleeding edge of all this work on goal setting. And so they did some really interesting stuff. And so they talked about the power of setting a long-term goal, right? Which is extremely powerful. 
you know, setting these SMART goals, if you will. And SMART is an acronym and it stands for, so S is specific, M is measurable, A is attainable, R is relevant, and T is time bound. So your goal needs to be, and this is a long-term goal, needs to be specific. You need to know exactly what it is that you want. What does it taste like? What does it smell like? What does it look like? What does it sound like? You know, involve your senses there, right? It has to be measurable, right? Again, it's like, it has to be quantifiable, like a, a number on the scale or reducing your A1C, getting your cholesterol down. Um, you know, it might be a, a measurement or it might be running a 5k, um, before so and after picks. Absolutely. Yeah. Measurable. I love that. So it's like, whether it's a distance, it's a time, it's a, a clothing size. Oh, <laughs> wait. Yes, absolutely. So what, what could it possibly be? Um, an increase in flexibility where you can actually measure your range of motion. <laughs> so, uh, or a tally of the number of days that you actually walked into the gym. Right, right. That's all very measurable stuff. Attainable. Is it attainable? If you are a single mom with three kids and you're working three part-time jobs. jobs. Yes, yeah. exactly. Then you say, I'm going to be a, an Ironman athlete. Good luck because that's not attainable. That means, I mean, Ironman athletes, if you're going to run an Ironman this year, you're putting in hours of training every single day. That's not, it's not realistic and it's not attainable. Right. And so, I mean, unless- Not to say there's some badass women that couldn't get it done, but if we're playing the odds, that is an uphill race. Yes. The, for, for a very small number of people, perhaps they could make that happen. For the rest of us, I'm sorry, but it's probably important that we set a truly attainable goal. Something that you can actually achieve with the time that you have available every day. And if that time is 30 minutes, well, then let's, let's make something realistic. Let's create a goal that's realistic that you can achieve in 30 minutes a day. Every single day with consistency, you can get to where you want to go. Sure. Next is relevant. Is it really that important to you? And a lot of times people have a tendency to make goals that they feel is more important to other people than it is to themselves. And if it's not more important to you, if it's not, then it's never going to take a priority on your priority list. And other things are always going to take position over that. So it has to be truly relevant. Like, again, here's readiness and you have to want it bad enough that you're actually going to make it a priority. I guess an example of that could be something like, cause I see this a lot in the work that I do where I kind of tip people off to this idea <clears throat> of getting mindful and, and using meditation and prayer. And you might hear that and go, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. I'd like to do that. And my, my, and my buddy Chris is doing it. He's, he's breathing. So I'm going to start breathing, mm -hmm. but really you're not into it. Right. And really, you know, that meditation isn't exactly what you want to be doing right now. I think what I'm, what I'm hearing in you say is like, if you're going to choose that, you're probably going to fail because it's just not very important to you. No, but it's when, not relevant to your life. When something comes along that's more important subconsciously, you're just going to go for that more important thing. Yeah. So you have to really want it. And then because it's, it's going to take, I mean, in order to make a change, it's going to take that like limbic friction. You actually have to think about it and put energy into doing it. So it's going, it's going to take effort. And if it's not a major priority and, and in order to, for that to happen, you have to step outside of our body's just natural reflexive daily grind where we're just, we're, we're running on autopilot and you actually have to stop and think about executing a certain action. And it puts a lot of, like the, there's that, what they, they coined limbic friction, right? Yeah, you yeah actually, I hear this all the time. It's this top down thing where you literally have to think about doing this action. It can be, it can, it can be a little bit tiring, especially when you're, when you're trying to build up all that consistency because, you know, you're trying to get these neurons to fire together and they don't want to. 
And it takes a lot of effort and repetition, you know, and they say in order to actually turn it into a habit, 18 to 250 something days, right. In order to do it over and over and over again, to make it a habit. So just know that if it's not relevant, you're not going to take the time to stop and actually put that energy into forcing those neurons to wire together to take this action when you don't want to do it. Yeah. Right. Well, and let me just say that we would really love to be a part or a piece of your community that, you know, I, I want you to know that you can come to us week after week and we'll keep talking about keeping promises and just know that every time we talk about it, we're, we're basically giving you a little pat on the back and saying, great job. Like, keep it, keep it going. Um, Absolutely. Anything you're leaving out as we talk about New Year's promises? Kept? <laughs> yes. Well, the last part of the of the uh, smart goal is T, time bound. Put oh, in, yeah. Put, we didn't get to the T. Put a date on it. So by June 1st, I'm going to accomplish this. Not I want to, not it would be nice to. You see what I'm doing with yeah, my language there? I'm I getting do. slippery. You commit to it. And there's only one way to do that. I will. I will do this by this time. And the moment you say it, if you feel a little bit of those butterflies in your stomach, that's actually a good thing. Again, that's the physiological response. That's the, the, the word they use is agitation that you need where your body's literally releasing these neurotransmitters and like the, to, to move you into action. So you, could, you should feel a little bit of that tension. Like, you remember when we signed up for the uh, Lululemon 10K? The yeah. moment you click register, you feel those butterflies. Like, oh God, this is yeah. getting real. That's the feeling that you should have when you say, I'm going to do it by this time. It's, that's what buttons up that smart goal. So- Set a smart goal. That's great. Here's the catch, and I'm going to touch on this super fast, guys. All right, go for it. Take your time. Smart goal sets the motivation for, to put you into motion. But when the shit goes down, a smart goal is not going to motivate you enough. Say like, the shit or the shit? That said the shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting real, guys. Let's go. Let's go. When it goes down, the smart goal, when you're in the trenches and you're in the grind day by day by day, uh -huh. constantly focusing on this smart goal off in the future ain't going to move you when you're not feeling like moving. It just doesn't. And so, um, and we've talked about this. We touched on this in a previous podcast, but remember when we were, and I like to always focus on the positive. And by the way, people that, um, that focus on these like approach oriented goals or, you know, um, things that they want to achieve achievement oriented goals are far more powerful. That smart goal should be something you really want to achieve rather than something you're running away from like an avoidance oriented mm -hmm. goal. Like I don't want to have a heart attack. I don't want to have diabetes. I don't want to have those people who actually set these positive goals. Like I want to achieve this. They actually have a slightly better chance of success. They set the, the numbers according to one study on PubMed, it said 64.5% of people that were choosing approach-oriented goals of things that they want, they actually seem to do better in the long run. However, when you're in the trenches and your body doesn't want to move and you're just thinking, oh, I'm exhausted. The last thing I want to do is keep this commitment to myself. I promised myself, but I really don't want to do it. And I've had the worst day and I'm hungry and I don't want to do this. And this is all the reasons why. It's actually then turning around and then you, you have to look at the extreme negatives and saying, if I don't do this right now, what would be, and if I stop keeping this promise to myself, what is the inevitable future that I would live into? And then, then that's where you have to go as painful and as dark and as ugly as it is, as you, it's breaking that promise, what would those consequences be? And reason being is that humans are more wired to move away from pain than they are to move toward pleasure. Is that and real? Yes. Yes. 
Huh. Pretty wild. And so that was the work that was done by that Balsetis lab. Again, I can't take any credit for it. I actually, I heard about it on Huberman. So I immediately looked it up and I was like, wow, this is some really powerful stuff. So when, again, set a smart goal, approach oriented. So it should be very, like very positive, something that you really want to achieve. But when you're in it and you're not feeling quote unquote motivated, because motivation is fleeting. It is not going to be there for most of the time. 90% of the time, you're not going to want to do the thing that you promised yourself you're going to do. If you're really struggling to get yourself moving, you turn around and you think about what is the inevitable future if I don't do this? How painful and how dark could that be? And again, if you involve all of your senses in that, your taste, what does it taste like? What does it smell like? Why does it feel? What do I think about myself? All these different things. That is, tip, that is more powerful to move you into motion than it is trying to think about that smart goal of thinking, oh, life will be so wonderful then. No, I'm one, I want to move more faster. I will move faster away from pain than I will move fast toward pleasure. Okay. Yeah. So- it's good. Ooh, all right. Yeah, there class over, guys. Yeah. Class over. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> the only thing that we can really share with folks that may be encouraging is the both of us over the last couple of years have blown up some really big and important things that we spent many years on building. And we're in rehab mode right now of, you know, recreating and, and regenerating. And, and that is the beauty of the new season, right? That is the beauty of the new year is that we can all collectively step into a space of rebirth and regeneration and redo and, and just kind of stay after it. And so just know that we're right there with you on the journey. We're keeping promises to ourselves every single day, just as we're asking you to. And I found this uh, great quote that I thought I would read and sort of wrap up the podcast with was, which is, it's been a long year and a long holiday season. And just like in music, pauses are as important as notes. Take a pause, rest, refresh, make it part of your song. Take a deep breath, relish the silence and know that your next note is coming soon. I love it. It's, 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 it's a great, it's permission to breathe. It's permission yeah. to just stop, get your head together and then keep moving. And even right now, it's the first week of 2024. Right. Why not take a beat now All right. and make that a regular part of your grind? All right. Are because we doing we, name we that tune to. here? Yeah, let's go. Doing? All right. I'll set, I'll, I'll set myself up and then I'm going to, and then you can, you can jump in. Cause I think, uh, I think I'm connected to this sucker here. Oh, Give yeah. me one second. All right. So yeah, I'm going to pick a, a song. And, and for those of you that uh, listen to our podcast, you know that you only get the first couple of notes. And then after that, uh, you, you're done and you have to name that tune. All right, let's go. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm feeling sharp. Okay. I just discovered this. Well, I shouldn't say I just discovered this song. My son just discovered this song because we were watching the, uh, have you ever watched that movie that was made about NWA? Straight out of Compton. Oh, um, did I ever? I think I did actually. No. All right. It's fantastic. Wait, and then, I did. Yes, I did. Great movie. Yes, it's a great movie. And there's a scene in there where they walk into a club and this song is playing in the background. Okay. I, this is not going to be an easy one, but here you go. Oh, Mac, I don't even understand how they didn't understand you and that Mary Joy. Yeah, I Kick know. Kick that man. old robotic, futuristic George Jetson. Yeah, Joy. Just like you the blab, robotic kicking flab. All right, that's all I'm giving you. 
You know the song. Have you heard the song? <laughs> I don't know if I have. Really? I don't know if I have. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm going to bomb this one so right. hard right now. So hold on, hold on. All right, yeah, keep thinking. Let me see if I can. Um, I'm going to throw out a... I don't know. I'm just gonna say MC Ren. Oh, he, that would be that would be a good guess. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's not it. Well, he was part of NWA. He was so, in NWA. So, uh, that, that that wouldn't have worked, especially if it was part of the movie. No, it's think. a guy named Craig Mack, and the oh. song is called "Flavor in Year." Oh my gosh, I I know the name Craig Mack. Craig Mack. There it is. Yes. All right. Bad flavor okay. in your ear. Oh, I love this song. All right. Flavor in here. All right, I will disconnect my phone right now, and you can connect your phone in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Go ahead. All right, it's looking for and right And then now. find me the most incredible song, the most I've, obscure song you can come up with, and I only get the opening right, sequence as well. I know exactly where I want to go now. Are you ready? Because you just did that to me. So I'm, I'm going <laughs> to stay in the same era. I want you to get me. And this is, this is I think, one of the best Old school rap songs of the late 80s, early 90s. Really? Come on, yes. Okay. It's so good. Okay. This is my favorite for the longest All time. All right, let's go, cowboy. I'm ready. I'm dying to know if you get this, because if you do, it's going to be amazing. You think so? If I get this right, what happens? <laughs> I'm going to give you a massive high five. Okay. My jaw's going to drop, first of all. I'll take a high five. If, if, you, if, if you get this, I will be surprised, but at the same time, I will be... Um, ecstatic for you. Okay. Okay, you ready? Uh-huh, I am. Okay, here oh, we I go. I love the challenge yeah. out of the gate, man. I'm going to give you the, the radio edit. All right. This should be a little cleaner. Okay. Oh, that's all I needed. Oh, get out. Done. Get out of Done. here. Done. <laughs> Here's your high five. Hold Thank on, you. Hold on. You, better, you better get it first. Hold uh, on. What oh, it's it? Paperboy Diddy. Oh, yeah, <laughs> buddy. Is that not the best song? Yo. Yo, this is the nine deuce. I played this song five trillion times oh, on the man. radio. I played it another five trillion times at a nightclub. Uh, I I know all those songs, as you can tell, very well. Oh, such a good song, such though, good isn't song. it? It is. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Some great memories to that song. Brilliant. I'll just All right. At that. <laughs> Before we wrap up, guys, we just want to remind you again that uh, we've got a great partnership and they sponsor our podcast, uh, BetterHelp. You can get 10% off your first visit at betterhelp.com. We've actually got a link in our show notes. Also, Nero Gum and Mints. Here's the package right here, right? Yeah. We keep them on hand, nice and close. We got the energy and focus blend here, but uh, that's just a brilliant little product over there. And then, of course, the kept app, which is out now. You can get seven days absolutely free and then jump into that three or six month membership every, I mean, you should be charging twice as much as you are, but knowing the guy that you are, I understand why you put it where you are because you want it to be accessible. It's got to be affordable. Absolutely. So, so jump all over this app, use it as the supplement. We mentioned it's one of the biggest keys to being successful in this new year is having some accountability and the app through gamification will hold you accountable. So how fun is that? It's not even like some hard-ass drill sergeant screaming at you that you didn't keep your promises. No, no, no. and you you pick your own adventure. So you can scale up the the, the size of the promise that you're keeping and, and whatever it is that you wanna take on, again, scale it up, scale it down. You control the throttle of everything, but it, it will guide you day by day 
as far as you want to go. So it really is going to be, and this is why I'm so excited about it. It's a solution for long-term change for so many people. So it's going to be, uh, we're, we're off to the races here. We're just Brody, getting man. started. Man, it's thank good you, shit, man. Thank it's you. good shit. And thank you guys. Thank you for listening. Hey, it's January 8th. Let's go. Let's have some fun. Let's be smart. Pun intended, smart about these goals that we're setting for the future. Remember, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. And, uh, and we're going to do this, guys. We're all in it. We're, we are all in it together. Yeah, and it's not a New Year's resolution. It's a, it's a New Year's promise. It's a New Year's promise. Next week, Vinny stops by. This should be an incredible conversation. We will see you then. Thank you so much for being a part of our I Needed That Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on the Instagram handle at I Needed That Podcast. We're also on YouTube where you can watch the podcast now. So many people for a year were like, why are you guys not on video? It's like, because it's a lot of work. Yeah. So we're there now. The YouTube channel is up. We invite everybody to stop by and say hey, and we wish you nothing but a good day. Have a good one, Chris. See ya. All right, peace.